Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Bring On Reviews podcast, where if you want it, we review it. I'm your host, DC, and I'm joined today by Moss. How's it going, everyone? All right, and this podcast goal is to basically bring a ton of reviews from movie stuff to TV stuff to even some comic book stuff. So this is the 22nd episode of the podcast. So our first section is called Thumbs Up, Thumbs Down, and we're going to basically go over a few things and say whether I like it or not like it. So first thing I Expect have here, a lot of heat, guys, because we've already been arguing for well over an hour about this type of stuff. Expect a lot of heat right now. Yeah, so it's not even. I didn't record that <laughs> one. Uh, I decided not to have it here. Um, but yeah, this first one is Vin Diesel's deciding to return to the Triple X action movie. So it's not it's not porn. It's actually Triple X the action movie. So he's decided to come back to this and. I'm not sure. I'll let you go first on this one. What are your thoughts on him returning to this franchise? So I think that they were trying to do too much with the Triple X film starring Vin Diesel. I thought as a movie, I thought it was cool because he's like in the X Games and this was back, ooh, 13, 14 years when X Games first started getting popular. So he was like an extreme athlete that did all types of stuff like cliff diving, base jumping, uh, all types of daring, crazy things. And he became a bounty hunter of sorts. And I thought his style was very forced, but I still liked it. His look was still good. He was coming off of pitch black and I thought it was good. But at the same time, he had too many lines. What made him appealing in pitch black was that he didn't say anything. And if Vin Diesel's proven anything is the less lines he has, the better he is. Case in point, Chronicles of Riddick. Case in point, Guardians of the Galaxy. He had one line, I am Groot, and it was awesome. You give him a lot of lines, tank. Just, just shoot it. People were practically numb to everything he said as Dominic Toretto in the Fast and the Furious series because you saw him as an older brother figure, and he was just a lot of kick-ass, and he was great. However... He didn't have too, too many lines. And that was for a reason. And it's not anything against him. Okay, it kind of is. It, it's, <laughs> it, it is. All right. But that's one thing that really brought Triple X down. I think they went too far with his style in terms of how they dressed him and also his lines. Other than that, I thought it was a very different type of action film. I thought it was refreshing. Um, I thought it was a lot of fun. I was sad that he didn't come back for the State of the Union. And it was... Ice Cube because you know reasons, but I think it was I think him coming back would be kind of good. I wonder where they're gonna go with this. I'd actually go see it, so I give it a thumb up. Oh, okay, just one thumb, just one thumb up though. Just one thumb, not two. <laughs> um, for this movie, up uh, for this movie, up I do a thumbs up also, just because he did well in the first one. I thought the first was mm-hmm. pretty good. That's why I got a sequel. So I'm like, all right, awesome. And this um, reemergence of him going back to old roles, he's done pretty well. Um, when he decided to go other places, it didn't work out so well. And then he returned back to the mm-hmm. Fast and Furious chain, and then that boomed up pretty fast. Same thing for a Riddick movie. He came back to the, the last Riddick movie, and that did pretty well also. So I'm like, all right, you return yeah. to these older movies, and it, they're doing pretty nice. I didn't mind one movie, which is uh, A Man Apart. That's with Lorenz Tate. That one I didn't mind too much. It didn't get um, great reviews online, but for the most part, it wasn't not too bad of a movie. I think that's probably the best movie outside of the Fast and Furious chain and possibly the Triple X chain also. 
Uh, I, I think what it is about Vin is that people expect a particular style from him, and they don't get it when they see him in a different role, and it kind of throws you off. Yeah, However, as... when he goes back to a, film, a role that he did well, it's, yeah, it's like, all right, all right, yeah, okay, this is why we like you. So it's kind of like, like a dance partner that occasionally trips up, but they're a really good dance partner. <laughs> yeah, so it's pretty cool to see him go back to his role, and I can't wait for it. I really can't wait. Yeah. So next thing I have here is um, there's a there's a possible new movie for Blade, and instead of it being oh. actual Blade in it, it's gonna be Blade's daughter, which is kind of interesting. Um, since the the rights for Blade reverted back to Marvel, there haven't been too many movies being produced from it. Actually, none at all. So Wesley Snipes has talked to Marvel, had a couple talks with them, and they're trying to figure out what they want to do. And that's one of the ideas they pitched out there, which I, I don't mind at all. I actually go first on this one. I'll give it a thumbs middle. I am neither mad at it or happy with it. Just because the thought of having the daughter will be kind of cool to see where to actually go with it. And hopefully she's like a, a full on daywalker that's like twice as strong as Blade is and will kick a lot of butt and take a lot of names, hopefully, and have some kind of like mystic powers into it also so you could bring it to maybe the 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 other troop i can't remember the name off the top of my head so it's with all the with all the the living dead people i can't remember the name i think oh, howling commandos yes howling commandos hopefully you're gonna bring that kind of vibe into it and that'd be kind of cool but you know that's just my idea how about you Moss? what are your thoughts on this okay so initially i i got excited about this because Blade was awesome. Blade 1 was awesome. Blade 2 was awesome. Blade 3 really struggled, but I think it was forced and they kind of messed up. There's also an early appearance of Ryan Reynolds in Blade 3, so he's been in the Marvel Universe before, guys. Mm -hmm. I think it was very underrated, and people forget that Blade was attached to Marvel, which I think is a big credit to Blade itself. Standalone movie, it was dope. 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 Better than anything that was out there at its time in terms of action and story. It was awesome. The fact that they could bring it back and Wesley Snipes is out of jail, <laughs> you know, it's kind of hopeful. I don't I don't necessarily, you know, he doesn't need to be the focal point of the movie. I would love to see him in some part of it. But I agree. I, I think it's a good idea. Um, I also think that a little bit agree with what you say, just a bit different. If she's more mysterious and mystique-ish in terms of having some type of powers and abilities, I think it'll be cool, but I don't, I don't think she should be twice as powerful as a dad. Because remember, she'll be, what, a quarter vampire, unless he merges with, like, a, another half vampire. So she will be a quarter vampire, and chances are he'll mess with someone that has some type of a mystical powers, so will be a f- half vampire. You know what I'm saying? So she he, she may not be as powerful, but she may have other things, mystical things, that sets her apart. And I think that would be awesome. Yeah, that'd be cool also. Hey. So I think I think it, it has potential. So I, I agree with you. I'll give it a thumbs middle, but only because we don't know enough yet. And the fact that Snipes is talking to Marvel, I think it's fantastic. However, hopefully things go well. It's too early to tell. That's the only reason I'm giving it thumbs middle. I think it has fantastic potential to get multiple thumbs up, though. 
yeah, it, it should should have some good things happening from it. Hopefully it does. And um, the next thing that's kind of awesome is there's uh, Assassin's Creed. They basically had a picture out of Fassbender's new look for this movie. And it looks kind of awesome. Um, I'll let you go first on this one, Moss. What do you think about this costume so far? Of the costume yeah. or of everything or, or with it and the costume? Um, just the costume itself, um, the picture that you saw online. from. Okay, so the picture that I saw online, I was very pleased. I wanted more. Like you, I'm a huge Assassin's Creed fan. And, you know, this one is set in Spain. There's a lot to it. I'll, I'll, let, you, I'll let you describe it or we can describe it another time. But uh, it's it's setting a little bit apart from the actual game. And they're giving him a new character altogether. And it's going to be, like I said, in Spain. So they have a bit of free reign where they're not going to retell a story, which I think is going to be great, refreshing. Meanwhile, keeping the integrity of the stories that they already have. So it's like they get blueprints to make awesome, and they don't necessarily have to be constrained by previous awesome to make it more, you know? So I want to see the cool things, you know, as, like, I I wanted to see a little bit more, because, you know, like, as the different characters came across, their costumes and their weapons played a big part and their accessories played a big part in the character and how you played the character because how you engaged the world around you and also your enemies when you got into combat was a big thing about Assassin's Creed. So I, I, I wanted more. I liked what I saw and I wanted more. Yeah, um, I, I'll give this also a thumbs up. Just seeing this costume alone looks so great on Fassbender, and I know he'll be a great assassin just because he has the the acting chops for it. There's been plenty of movies where he's done well. Um, movies like X-Men, movies like other movies. I can't remember off the top of my head. There's going to be another Steve Job movie he's actually going to do also, which looks pretty, pretty good too. <laughs> and he just looks like he'll do an awesome job in this kind of role. And Yeah, fantastic Magneto. Yeah, so it should it should be kind of cool to see him actually do this stuff, and and hopefully he does all the stunts himself and pull Tom Cruise, because it will make the movie look even better. I can say this even from the Mission Impossible movies, the fact that Tom Cruise done almost every single stunt there is for this movie, it just made it even better. So hopefully, take yeah, that kind yeah, of role. no, you you gotta give him props. However, it's going to be a little tough because um, there's a lot of parkour. I mean, yep. it's Assassin's Creed. It's a lot of parkour. It's really easy to get hurt during parkour. He's so they might arm. try to pull back a bit. I mean, Steve Amell does it, but he does it in a controlled environment. And Assassin's Creed is so huge and fast-paced. I I worry that they might get lost in it. However, I think it'll be beautiful seeing old colonial Spain. Because, I mean, before the last Assassin's Creed game came out, I'm sure you saw the video... Uh, that four guys, these guys came together, they directed a video, and the four of them were dressed as different assassins, and they were parkouring all over the place, and they made a video, and it was it was absolutely amazing. Yeah. So what you can do with a big budget, I think, I think it could be mind-blowing if it's done right. Yeah. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping Fassbender embraces it, but, I mean, parkour... Is no joke, and you can really, really hurt yourself. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully, if he's up to it, he lives up to some of it. But I mean, 
I don't know if he's ready for the full level yet. I mean, there's a, there's a lot that goes into it. He 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 has enough time to to learn as much as he can, and there's always there's always a good always cut it a certain kind of way to make it even look even better. So hopefully he does oh, an amazing job. I think he will. And if this does well, the same thing with Warcraft, then it'll be the emergence of video game movies that just going to do well in the future. Because so far, Hitman 43, well, 40, 40, 47, sorry. Agent 47. Agent 47. You bite your tongue. 47, it's, it's, sir. It's, it's, not, it's not a good movie. I'm going to say it right now. It's not a good movie. It's, just, <laughs> it's god-awful. It's and painful. Hopefully, painful. Warcraft and this movie, Assassin's Creed, does well. So. Uh, There'll be more movies in the future. D, maybe you can explain it to me. How is it that you can hand someone gold and they'll poop on it instead? Like, how do they do this? What happened with Fantastic Four? Why? Why does this happen? Can you can you please tell me a wise one? With um Fantastic Four, I've heard a ton of things. I've heard <laughs> um things from the director himself, um Josh Shank. Um, he mentioned that the studio had too much of a hand into it. And I've heard other stories where it's like, yeah, Fox did have way too too much hands into it. And I've heard that they cut out at least three sets from, three action pieces from the actual movie itself, which will transform the whole thing. And this is unfortunate, to be honest. It's just one of those things where they, they tried to use the, the ultimate um, Fantastic Four, which is not a well-known storyline, and of course, it makes them younger in that storyline, also, and that's cool. But it wasn't executed properly. Unfortunately, things went awry, and they they didn't I listen. Mean, they didn't okay, listen to. I didn't mean I didn't mean to drag you into an old tale, especially about the Fantastic Four, because. But I mean, like Doctor Doom, you got a guy who was a dictator of his own country. He was he was a mad scientist. He had an army in his own country, and he also had these mystic gypsy powers that were almost inexplainable. Why did they change? Anyway, let's not. I'm sorry, we yeah. didn't mean to derail, but uh, you know, I, I just rage out a bit when you ruin parts of my childhood. Yeah, basically. especially when you get handed good things. So let's, let's continue. Apologize, yep. apologize. Another good thing <laughs> is this. Um, there's two things that came out from the Captain America Civil War uh, movie itself. Um, first thing is the new Hawkeye costume, and then next is a, a new promo poster for it. So I'm gonna talk first about the, the costume itself. Um, for the costume, I actually like the costume a lot. It reminds me of the old, not really old, like the older kind of. Hawkeye, maybe a couple years ago from the comic book series, which he looks better. Mm-hmm. He looks better each and every single movie comes out there. The first appearance of Hawkeye in the cinematic universe, I was like, eh, costume is kind of whack. It's all black with a little bit of purple in the middle. It's like, eh, not really much for it. Mm-hmm. And then each wait, 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 wait. Which movie are you talking about, though? Avengers. Wrong. That wasn't his first appearance. His first appearance was in Thor. With the costume. He was in Thor. That was his first appearance. Not with the costume, though. No, not with the costume, but that was his first appearance. I, I want to call that with the costume. That's what I mean, with the costume. First <laughs> oh, appearance with the costume. I'm just saying. <laughs> it, it, okay. Yes, he was in there. Yes, he, he made a cameo, but he was in shield gear. I don't count that. Okay. Don't count that. Uh, no, he was in tactical gear more than just shield gear. He wasn't like in full, you know, tights and white boots. 
He wasn't he in. He wasn't. He was in tactical gear. He wasn't the typical Hawkeye gear. Like you have a suit, yeah, wear it. That was Avengers. Okay. Okay. Right. I, so, so I, I think you're missing a particular important point about all that, but continue your point. Yeah. So basically, from that one, it increased. So each and every movie, he looked better and better, um, to where his costume improved. It added some functionality to it. I really like the Age of Ultron costume, actually. I like that a lot. But I'll say I like this one even more. Just because it looks looks streamlined, to be honest. It looks kind of cool. So I'll give this one a yeah. thumbs all the way up. All the way up. So, um, Moss, let's hear what you have to say about this, sir. Okay, so I agree with you with the thumbs up. And I agree with you that I did like the Age of Ultron costume. But when you see what they did now which is like a touch upon what he looked like a few years ago in the comic, like you said. Uh, I think it looks better. It's more streamlined. It looks more comfortable. He looks... It looks more appropriate. He looks more like Hawkeye. And one thing that people have been mentioning is that he still isn't donning the mask. Now, of course, the mask was a cheesy touch on what it was like back in the day when, you know, everybody wore masks and it was... But no, there's no real secret in the recent story as to Clint Barton being Hawkeye. But I think what you're not talking about, which is something that touches upon, is how Marvel changed him up a bit for the movies than before. Because if you remember in the original comics, he wasn't working for S.H.I.E.L.D. right away. He was a trick shot artist who got who was touring with his dad and doing all sorts of stuff, and then later on gets picked up and does a lot of things. So the 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 Clint Barton that we see is much less the acrobat slash trick shot artist, and much more so the shield operative. He's much more militaristic than he is, you know, a wild guy on the run. And in the comics, he's a little bit more wild guy on the run who does a lot of solo missions and stuff like that. So I think that's why his costume looked more militaristic and functional as opposed to superhero-y and purpley and weird mask but that's kind of why he looked that way before because he was he had that kind of background and also fit the style so i agree with these thumbs up but i i hope you see why i mean it's a bit different we're seeing a little bit of a different clint barton than what was naturally intended in the original comics yeah they both look good so that, that's the awesome thing for me i, I really do enjoy um, the costume scheme that they have. Yeah, now. it looks good. I don't know if he'll wear the, the glasses, though. The sunglasses are awesome. Hopefully he wears them. Yeah, he might. Who knows? Which leads us into the the promo um, poster to have online right now. Since you mentioned a little bit about it, um, I'll let you get your thoughts on it really, really quick on it. All right, all right, guys. So one big reveal that happened at the D23 that kind of touched upon and is now bigger news and it's it's just snowballing is the separate factions that are being decided for the Captain America Civil War movie. This is really big, however, considering how big and how centrifugal some characters are, some things got left out. So the five, there's five big team, there's five big people in each team and it's been split up and decided. There's a few wild cards in each team that don't we don't really know what their roles are going to be, so this should be interesting. So on Captain America's team, which you know you look at the lineup and you're not surprised by anyone on the list, except for one, 
one the first person that they announced is going to be on there is Clint Barton Hawkeye. He's going to be on Captain America's side. Uh, the second person is going to be Agent 13, also known as Sharon Carter, granddaughter of Peggy Carter. She also is someone that has a, in the comic world, has a huge role in the Civil War. Uh, on his side is also is going to be Falcon, which was already established in Captain America 2. You know where Falcon's allegiances lie. He's easily Captain America's best friend. In the, of course, in the future, post Bucky Dent, Bucky Barnes, I'm sorry, post Bucky Barnes, he's Captain America's best friend. And the fifth person is also the Winter Soldier, who, well, Bucky Barnes. So if you look at that group, that's not really surprising. The only wild card right there is Hawkeye. And it's kind of like, what, uh, what are you doing? But um, we'll see. And on the flip side, on Iron Man's team, I don't know if it's right to call it Team Iron Man because I feel like we're like it's an old to Twilight Team Cap, Team Iron Man. I'm not gonna do that. So anyway, <laughs> Team Iron Man is going to consist of Vision, Natasha Romanoff, Iron Man, um, War Machine, and also surprisingly Black Panther, which is a big twist. However, the only things that they, that that Black Panther may have in common with uh, Iron Man is that he's a wealthy, brilliant guy with a lot of technology in his hands. And whatever his roles and what he's, his plots with uh, Wakanda are, it looks like he has a really big influence and wants to be on Tony Stark's side about uh, the, soldier reg- the, the Mutant Registration Act. So those are teams. I don't totally agree with them. But I kind of see where they're going with it, so I'm gonna give it a thumbs three quarters up. <laughs> All right, um, for me, I I'll give us a thumbs all the way up. I like the promo the promo poster. Mm. It looks amazing. Doesn't see all mm. all ten of them face off for the most part. <laughs> the seeing the groups that's laid out in front of you right now, you don't see everyone that's in here. There will be a lot of other cameos from other folks. But it's kind of cool to see the starting five for each team. It feels like a basketball team going up right now. And yeah, and this looks amazing, to be honest. I get this thumbs all the way up. For me, I see it going perfectly well for this Marvel Universe to actually have all these top contenders come up there. One person I'm kind of surprised that's in there right now is, is Sharon Carter, um, Agent 13. I was like, oh, okay, I thought there will be someone else in her realm. I thought... They'll at least bring in um, Scarlet Witch, but I guess I guess she's doing something else. I'm not sure why she's not here. Who knows? But uh, I will, let's see who exactly comes out from her. It's kind of weird that she's in this role now, just because they haven't spent too much time on her. I believe they spent more time on Scarlet Witch than anything, and I'm kind of scared that that she's not in there. And it's kind of cool to see Ant Man. I'm kind of happy to see him there. Hopefully they show him growing big and kicking butt. And I can see it already. Iron Man's going down just because of Ant-Man. Mm. You heard it here. No. Heard it first. No. <laughs> no, not by not by a long shot. Although we already know, most likely, if you guys have seen the poster about uh, Clint Barton's new costume, about Hawkeye's new costume, he also has a new friend, and his new best bud happens to be Ant-Man. So you know Ant-Man's on that side. I don't know where all these allegiances are going to fly. However, the reason I didn't give it a full thumbs up is for two reasons. 
a very big important character wasn't established for the Civil War and isn't going to, it looks like he's not going to be making an appearance, is Luke Cage. Very central to the story, very important parts that he plays. And also a big person that is a huge pendulum shift in momentum for either side doesn't seem like he's going to be anything more than a cameo, which is Spider-Man. Yeah, I don't see them dangling anything in front of him to make him come to the other side, like what happens in the comics, which is what made the comics so amazing. Get it? See what I did there? You see what I did there? Mm -hmm. So I don't know if I could give it a full thumbs up yet. I need to see some more. (laughs) It's gonna be. That's. I'm more surprised by Black Panther being on Captain America. I mean, on uh, Iron Man's side, than I am Agent Carter being on Iron Man's. I mean, Captain America's side. Wow, I said that all wrong. Yeah, you did. But yeah, I, I'm I'm more surprised by Black Panther teaming up with Tony Stark. That just it doesn't make any sense if you know their personalities at all. Yeah, it so, is crazy. One, I'm still surprised that she's <sighs> even there. Just because it's like, oh, you you were mentioned in one movie for like half a second. Spoiler alert, you know what role she plays, so you shouldn't be that surprised. Is this one of those things where they bring out one of the characters they've mentioned like half a second, but then they leave out a character that's had half a movie? So like, oh, okay, I guess you you don't want (laughs) to. Yeah, no, I I agree. (laughs) I agree with that. But I I think she's going to be chasing around Vision for a while and be, she'll be in the film. She just, she's going to still be lovelorn with him. So that's going to be off to the side. Yeah, it's been crazy. All right, so um, this is one last segment for Thumbs Up, Thumbs Down. It's a trailer, well, a teaser trailer that came out for The Force Awakens, Star Wars. This trailer is roughly 20 seconds. It's a very, very short, short trailer. It's kind of cool. I'll give it a thumbs up, actually. I John Borga has his lightsaber, and it's blue, and it's kind of cool. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. It looks amazing. It really does. Really does. I, yeah. It doesn't give too much away. It just gives like a little taste. Like, oh, he's about to have a lightsaber battle. You better be ready. It's about to go down. It's going to be crazy. That little bit sparked up explosion. It's funny. It's interesting how... A person's color in lightsaber is such gigantic news, but it is. And <laughs> and you know what? I, mean, I was like, oh, he has a blue lightsaber. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah, it, I, I don't know how, but that's so relevant. I guess it's a it's an it's a it's a testament to how woven Star Wars is in our culture, yeah, and how important the most minor details are. And if you get them right the world loves you for it. If you mess it up, ah, I feel bad for you, son. I feel bad for you. I'm so happy that he doesn't have a purple lightsaber. That's what I'm happy about, to be honest. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> sorry, Sam, okay, yeah, Sam, agree, Sam Jackson, yeah. sorry. <laughs> but yeah, as long as it's not purple, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, yeah. I mean, did Lando Calrissian have a purple lightsaber? I'm th- no, he didn't carry no, a lightsaber. He didn't carry one. He carried a black no, no, no. Oh, yeah. But I mean, Sam Jackson's purple lightsaber kind of gave him a pimpish vibe. Yeah. All he needed to do was hold it like it was a cane, and it would have been—it would have made sense. It would have been John Shaft of the future, <laughs> which is kind of like what it was. It kind of was. It was kind of funny. <laughs> kind of funny. Uh, uh, oh, that, that awkward moment when your comparison actually is true. Oh, jeez. Yeah, geez. But well, yeah well, I, I agree, and it, it was. 
I was like I said, I was starstruck the second the second I saw the blue lightsaber, I was like, wow, that was really cool. Before I realized how much of a nerd I am. Mm-hmm. So um man. Talking about nerdy stuff. Well, not really nerdy stuff, kinda horrible stuff. Um coming to theaters this week is one major movie, which is We Are Your Friends. It's starring Zach Efron. I'll, I'll let you go for us. Would you actually watch this movie this week, or would you pick something that came out last week or the week before? Watch on like a Sunday morning if absolutely nothing else was on, and I was bedridden <laughs> because I was just in a severe vehicular accident, and I couldn't even reach the remote control. Yeah. I love Zac Efron, but no, no, no chance in hell. No <laughs> chance in hell. I'm not watching a movie. I'm not watching a movie about a group of kids trying to be the Swedish House Mafia. Yeah, it's this. It I saw. That's trailer. exactly what it is. It's it's about EDM DJs and how they press play and wave around their hands at a party. I like EDM DJs. Their concerts clearly sell out. Like these guys make well over well over eight figures a year. Dead Mouse alone collects twelve to fourteen million a year. Him alone. Swedish House Swedish House Mafia charge they used to charge before they broke up like three hundred thousand dollars a night to perform just to give you an idea just to give you an idea how much money we're talking about these guys would play for sold out stadiums they would play in gigantic parks and places and arenas and hold weekend-long conventions it was it's insane and it's cool but i'm not watching a movie about the djs i'm i'm just not uh, I don't know how they even managed to put a script together, but no, no means no. Yeah, this this is uh, uh it's kind of sad. Um, Zach Efron is an awesome actor. Unfortunately, he picked yeah. a movie where I, I feel like this is a role that he took not so much because he thought it'd be good, more so because he felt like he needed to do something to stay relevant. I wish he didn't though. I wish he decided to say nope, not taking this movie at all. <laughs> I agree. You know from our earlier conversation how much I love Zac Efron. I made a ridiculous pitch that would go nowhere. But that's how much I love Zac Efron. However, no, I'm not watching this this stuff. I I caught myself, guys. Caught myself. I almost called it what it was. Yeah. Can't say that. Can't say that. Gotta keep it PG. However, that's how real I feel about it. This this movie is gonna be duty. I'm gonna say that from now. Um, I don't expect it to get any more than maybe forty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, or even, you know, thirty five percent from fans. Isn't that still better than Fantastic Four though? Yeah, forty percent. Yeah, unfortunately, it won't be. <laughs> was it Fantastic Four like nine percent or something? It's. I think it was like ten, ten percent, like around. I, I could have sworn it was nine percent, which is might as well be ten. Yeah, I think it, I think it rose like one percent, and it's like it stood there, but it got a bad Jeez. percentage. And this movie got a bad percentage also. It just looked horrible. Hopefully, the the movie's better than the trailer. And then I'm like, I, right. it's semi plausible. Nah, man, to enjoy unless they this. pull out some sounds you've never heard of in mm-hmm. your life that instantly release some type of dopamine in your brain that brings you to a happy place. I don't think so. You know, yeah, it's. All the Zac Efron <laughs> fans will go. And hopefully that makes a decent amount of money. So, yep, um, that's oh. the end of the episode. 
Um, you can find us on social media on Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr, or YouTube, iTunes at Bring On Reviews. You can also email us at bringonreviews at gmail.com. Go find us on Twitter at Bring On Reviews and use the hashtag Bring On Reviews for any questions you might have for us. Also visit the website, which is www.bringonreviews.com for any movie reviews, TV show episodes, even movie stuff, and even this podcast. You go find Moss on social media. Where can they find you? On Instagram, you can find me at defiance underscore Moss. So that's D-E-F-I-A-N-T underscore M-A-S. And on Twitter, you can find me at Goliath NYC. So G-O-L-I-A-T-H N-Y-C. Awesome. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Dwight Antsy. That's D-W-I-G-H-T-A-N-T-C. Again, that's D-W-I-G-H-T-A-N-T-C. And you could also email me at dc at bringonreviews.com. And we'll catch you next time. Have a good one, guys.